Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast, episode number ten. Um, I can't believe we're in double figures already. I'm Ross, and with me as always is Dave. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah ten. Ten episodes. Can't, didn't think we'd ever make it this far. No, a lot of seriously, a lot of podcasts die within like the first five or six shows, and they kind of they lose the interest for it, and it never never comes back. But we've been getting well, for most places, better every week. The questions are better, our content's better. It's um, it's building a building. Yeah, I'm saying I'm really enjoying it. I hope everyone listening is uh, enjoying it as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to get into our takeaways of the week uh, to start with this podcast, and then we're going to hit some uh, games we'd like to see in London next year before we talk about your community questions and preview week nine in the NFL. So, takeaways of the week, Dave. First one from you. So, my first one is, um, would every single one of this year's rookie quarterbacks have been better off if they did actually sit a year, like all the teams said they were going to? Because all of them seem to be struggling a little bit, and... Um, when you look at what Mahomes has done, yeah, it's done him the world of good to sit out year. Like if he had played last year, would he have been the same player? Seems unlikely, doesn't it? And yeah, this would have happened last year. Yeah, it's. But even this year, would he be this good this year? I just don't know whether it's actually because it's all about getting him snaps and that sort of thing. But I'm not sure whether many of them actually benefit from just getting beaten up every week and. Well, yeah, look yeah, at Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. Those two have just been destroyed on a weekly basis to the point that Allen's now injured and Rosen is a couple of hits away from being seriously injured because he's got no O-line. Why not Why not play Sam Bradford and why not play Derek Anderson and just let these guys learn the playbook to as, as, as strong as they possibly can so they know every single part of that playbook when they're ready to play. Yeah, and so One of my takeaways was a few weeks ago was like, just stop playing these old quarterbacks, but if you are going to pay them, at least play them. The, yeah. well, the Cardinals are paying Bradford about £20 million this year, and he's played, what, did he play three games with it, something yeah. like that? It's just an absolute waste of money. So, like, pay him the money and let Rosen sit and learn behind him. Yeah, He's exactly. been there, he's done it. Especially, um, like, Darnold. Mm. Learning behind McCown would be would have been so good for him, but, yeah, they just throw him in. and He's had some highs, but he's had some real lows, and... Yeah, yeah he looks like a rookie, doesn't he, Josh Arnold, um, Sam Darnold, sorry. Yeah, and I, I think that's the case for all of them. Obviously, they all are rookies, but I feel like all of them have looked very shaky, haven't they? They've had some, there's some good stuff there, of course, but there's some been, there's been some real bad stuff in, thrown in with it. Yeah, even with Baker Mayfield, there's been lots of highs, but also some, some lows as well. But that's my first takeaway of the week is the Browns. Ding dong, the witch is gone. Hugh Jackson's out of yeah. there. And so is Todd Haley. They've cleaned house offensively, um, which leaves Greg Williams in interim charge for the rest of the season. As Chris Westling tweeted yesterday, uh, if all else fails, get sinister, which is what the Browns are doing now, leaving Greg in yeah. charge. Yeah, it's, it's certainly that. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, I say it seemed like as soon as Hugh went that um, Haley would be the one that got the job. But I've been saying that for weeks. Like yeah, Haley's yeah. going to just take over and be the interim boss for the rest of the season, but. Cleaned house, got rid of him, him as well. So when you hear some of the stuff that's come out since about Haley basically just ignoring everything Hugh said and doing his own thing, you sort of see why <laughs> they've done that. Because as much as uh, we sort of slag Hugh off a bit on this uh, podcast, yeah, rightly so. He is the head coach, and it's his it's his team. And if Haley wasn't doing what he wanted, then that's not good. No, and yeah, that's, 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 that is fair. And then Haley also left. Pittsburgh under a bit of a cloud, didn't he, with uh, Big Ben not being his biggest fan. 
Yeah, and I don't think Hayley, like, there was a lot of people sort of almost acting like Hayley would come in and things would be great again, but I don't think he's that much different to Hugh Jackson, really, when you look at his track record. Wasn't he Chiefs he's good... head coach when he a few years back? Yeah, and that wasn't exactly uh, that successful. No. And obviously more successful than Hugh has been, but... <laughs> it's hardly um, less successful than that. Yeah, yeah, it takes some doing, but yeah, I think he's a very similar sort of person, like a good coordinator, but not a great head coach. Yeah, he's nineteen and twenty-seven as a, a head coach. That's yeah, that's not great. It is, no. like said, it's better than Hugh, but it's not. Yeah, it's not remarkably better that uh, he would no. uh, be kept on. Um, what do you see them doing now? What What do they do in the off season? Do they? Who's kind of the head of their scouting list? Do you think any uh, coordinators? Well, I. I have a real bad feeling they're going to do something stupid, and that is my uh, second takeaway. Actually, the are going but it was um, yeah, that that is literally what I've got got written down. <laughs> I'm not joking. That is exactly what I got written down. I could see them turning things around a little bit this season, sort of going like four and four, whatever they how many games they've got left yeah. over the rest of the season, and just giving it to Williams, and that would just be a disaster <laughs> for me. Yeah, that is the most brownie thing they could do. Yeah, they finally got rid of Hugh and they turned someone like equally as bad or similar. Well, yeah, a man with a, a, a sinister record, as Chris Wesson said. The man yeah. responsible for the, um, well, the headhunting. The, uh, yeah, he's not a man I who kind of I, want to be coaching these young kids, is he? No, I think they've got a real chance to go out and get someone, some bright young talent. Yeah. I say, obviously, everyone wants McVeigh, and that, it's not quite that easy, is it? But. No go out and take a chance on someone. I think they're at that sort of spot now where they can take a chance on... I don't, so I'm not even sure who it would be this this time around, but um, say the Saints I've heard, uh, Saints coordinator, I've heard him spoken about, and so it seems like he would be that that person right now. So I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, they're, they're OC. And yes. yeah, I think they need to get someone who can get the best out of Mayfield. Get a, a an offensive head coach and a great DC in there, and I think things will be... Yeah, things could be really good in Cleveland quite yeah, a short think, time. Uh, Williams is fine as a DC. Like that, that defense is playing really well, and it's not all down to the players there. They, they're being coached really, really well. Yeah, you can see why he is the one that survived out of the three of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple so, of names that would spring to mind for me: the uh, John DiFilippo. Yeah, he was the big name last summer, wasn't he? he yeah, took the OC job in Minnesota. Yeah, was there? Was there? I think somewhere like that. Yeah, so he could, he could kind of parlay that into a decent uh, head coaching job because he's done a good job there. I mean, so Kirk Cousins have looked great, like we said last week. Yeah, yeah, I think that that could be a good hire. I, I, I just think they need an offensive head coach. I think they need to go that way. Yeah, one name that I've just seen on Sports Illustrated is Zach Taylor, who is the quarterback coach of the Los Angeles Rams, who came in with McVeigh and between them, look what they've done for Jared Goff's career. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think again, I think that would be a good way to go. Someone who, someone who could, yeah, I, I think the whole next, the whole next coaching team have got to be about getting Mayfield to be as good as he can be, really, hasn't it? Yes, and the the other big name is the Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley, who was yeah. Mayfield's coaching college, was he? Yeah, I say I can't say I know as much about him as some of the others, but. Yeah, so he's one that there's a lot of buzz around, isn't he? But mm. so I don't, I don't know how often these things actually happen. Like so often, it's mentioned, isn't it? Like a a quarterback's college coach becoming the head coach, but yeah, I'm not sure how many times it actually happened over these over the years. I think the last time it happened was Chip Kelly, and that didn't really 
end very well, did it? No, yeah. <laughs> so it was weird because when he came in, it was like revolutionary, wasn't it? And he looked great, but yeah. it quickly, uh, quickly it took went a season wrong and a half for everyone to get on it, and that was it. He was uh, done in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my second takeaway: um, the Patriots are just that good that they can win without scoring, uh, without Brady having to throw a touchdown. Yeah, it was. You yeah. score 25 points and your quarterback not throw a touchdown. What? <laughs> They're, as much as I hate the Patriots as a sports hate, I have to uh, respect what they do every single week. So it was, a, it was a weird game because it felt like the Browns' defense played really well in that game. But, yeah, the offense just couldn't do enough for them to give them a chance. But they were, sort of, they were still in it. I think it was like 12-6, like... Quite away into the third quarter, it wasn't like it was a right away, and then they finally got the touchdown, and then uh, the pick six just killed the game off. Really, it was yeah. yeah it was it was, uh, pick six was the killer, wasn't it? It was eighteen six up to that point after James White yeah. scored uh, about ten minutes to go, I think, in the fourth. Yeah, but even that eighteen six, that's that's not um, that's not a, a secure lead in the NFL, even with the Bills. No, and so the Patriots moved the ball quite well, sort of. Like up to about the twenty, and then as soon as they got to the red zone, the Bills just played really well. To be honest, it was yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed with the defense. Yeah, Brady got th- three hundred twenty-four passing yards. Um, Cordero Patterson led your rushing attack, which is an odd. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, carries. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of a struggle, I'd say, <laughs> rushing without uh, Michelle in there. It was yeah, a lot of well, a lot of uh, short passes to James White. It yeah. felt like he got the ball every other play, and uh, yeah. Patterson, he, he did okay, but yeah, he's, he's not a running back. I think we could uh, <laughs> say that for sure. No, but I like that he's being involved, though. I like him as a player. He was always, I think he had a lot of upside, but he could never really parlay that into a number one receiver's role. But he is a, like we mentioned last week, he's one of those players that can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's yeah someone who, he's going to have some bad plays in there, but mm-hmm. he can break one off at any time. He's always sort of, whether it's a kick return or sort of a pass that he takes like beats a defender and yeah. takes it all the way he's one of them sort of players who can always pull something out but yeah he just he's not he's never going to be the most consistent well, he's never going to be like 10 targets 9 catches sort of player yeah. is he but uh, yeah he can be he's got that he big can definitely play, be something he? yeah and I think sometimes that's all you need from that sort of player like a, your fourth fifth string wide receiver you'd much yeah. rather someone like that than maybe someone who's just yeah, quite ordinary. Oh yeah, definitely. Also on receivers, Josh Gordon. What was uh, in a bit of trouble this week? What's he been up to? Well, it seems like he was just late for practice, and oh, right. they and they said uh, I think it's practice or maybe it's for the game. I can't remember now. But um, they said he was going to be punished and held out. But he he started the game and yeah, never really came out. It looked like he was sort of yeah, he had four catches. Used, yeah, he was used sort of as you would expect, really. So I don't really know if it's a bit sort of something <laughs> of nothing. But, just trying to make a bigger story out of it because yeah. it's Josh Gordon and yeah I think whenever Josh Gordon's involved it's always going to be seen as more of a yeah I guess that's fair enough really isn't it with uh, the track record yeah um, your third takeaway then Dave well so I wasn't really sure what to go with my third takeaway but I thought I'd just talk about the London games this year oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like they've been Really well supported. I feel like every game's been like the best atmospheres that I can really remember. Yes. Um, like, Seattle versus Oakland had 85,000 or 84,922. 
Titans Chargers 84,301 and Eagles Jacksonville this weekend 85,870 that's that's a huge huge crowd yeah and I get that this year we probably had better games than we've had in the last few years but it felt like this year was really every game just seemed packed out and yeah yeah it seemed like maybe not as the game went on I think sometimes the interest faded a little in some of the games because they weren't necessarily like the best games in the world but I think early on and sort of the first quarters of the games or so, yeah, I felt like people were more into it than they have been in past years. I think there's sort of less of the casual fan just coming along for a day out and more mm. more people that actually like the game sort of thing, or been there before and sort of knew a bit more what was going on. Yeah, definitely. Look, I've never been to a non uh, a game where I haven't supported the, the team that's there. Like My first game was this year, Seahawks-Oakland, and from what I could see, it was a very Seahawks crowd, but there was also a fair contingent of Raiders fans. And obviously, the season ticket holders who support any other teams, they were there as well. But they weren't in as big a number as I could see normally or in previous years, like the, the array of jerseys. There wasn't as much as I thought it would be. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. It felt like each game had a very sort of definite, well, not home team, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definite team with sort of a lot more of the fans there. Like yeah. the Eagles this week felt... Like they outnumbered the Jags by a lot, and which is strange um, so, because the Jags are supposed to have this fan base in the UK. Yeah, and yeah, it's the first one for a few years that they have been outnumbered. I'd say, and the uh, Chargers would definitely had a lot more fans there than the Titans, or it certainly felt like it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like I said, they've been good, good games this year as well. While the kind of the blowout, the Raiders didn't really turn up. The, the other two have been interesting games late into the fourth quarter. Yeah, where last year, I think pretty much every game was over by half-time. Well, yeah, the Rams won 33 nothing, the Vikings won 33 16 and the Saints won 20 to nothing last year. Oh, yeah, and the Jags 44-7 to as well. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not fun to go to, is it? As a, when you're going as a neutral, you just want a game you can... Yeah, you want to see a game. Just, yeah, when it's a blowout, you just lose interest so easily. And mm. Yeah, it felt like this year, everyone, it felt like everything, there was more into it and more people... Yeah, say I don't know if it just was the games are better, but it felt like more interest in the games themselves. Yeah, which can only be a good thing for oh, yeah. like NFL here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my final takeaway this weekend is um, oh, I can't remember his name. Like James Winston. Um, surely the Bucks don't re-sign him at this point. Benched for poor play, and Fitzpatrick came back in and looked all the Fitz magic of earlier in the season. Led them on a comeback. Uh, to eventually lose in overtime, but they were out of that game dead and buried if Winston was staying in there. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it, in Tampa? Uh, I, I think the main problem is that Ryan Fitzpatrick's very much at the end of his career, and yeah. Jeremy's is still only 25, and I think you, they can definitely talk themselves into a new coach or whatever yeah. it would be, turning him around. But yeah, at this stage, especially if Cotter stays, which I'm not sure... Is going to no. It's hard to see him coming back, isn't it? Where do you where do you pitch the the contract then that he would kind of he could get? I have no idea to be honest, and <laughs> it could it could be one of these where they give him like maybe a two year deal, something like that, like or, the um, Bortles kind of deal. Yeah, maybe because I'd take him over Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I know he's not amazing, but I think uh, he can give you more than he can and. Yeah, it's hard. I, I almost feel like he needs a change of scenery for him to ever have the chance to sort of be his best, be what he could, could be or what they hoped he'd be when they took him. I think, overall. I think both two teams picked the wrong quarterback. 
Yeah, that could be, you could be right there. <laughs> it would have been quite interesting to see what their careers would have been like reversed there, because yeah, Jameis definitely needs to change the scenery. I don't think either of these two guys get paid the the big big money when they get um no. eventually resigned. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if they end up getting some sort of deal where they're either um, compete with a rookie or mm. something like that, or we'll just get maybe to the team. Yeah, or maybe they get like a one yeah one two year deal, the sort of a they approve it deal, and yeah. maybe they take a smaller amount on a one year deal and just hope to get that to have a good year and get a big contract next year because yeah, I don't think they're getting well Winston in particular. I don't think we'll be getting it this year. No, certainly not. And there we go then, that is our takeaways from the week. We're going to talk now about the NFL UK games we want to see next season. Uh, Dave's going to take you through them and I'm going to try and comment on them. <laughs> okay, to well... them out has confused me so much this week that I've just given up on it. So so basically what I went with was teams that I could, I could see being home teams next year. Obviously we know the Jags are going to be a home team. Yes. And then there's a few teams that are obviously like the Chargers, Rams, Raiders that are in a, sort of a weird situation with no real stadium at the moment or... Yeah. In temporary stadium, so yeah, I figured they would be quite like to be coming over. So that's sort of where I started from, and then mm-hmm. yeah, just work from there. So, so there's only three teams that haven't been over so far, and that is the uh, Packers, Texans, and the Panthers. Yes, and I can't see all three coming over this year, just because I think it would be hard to make that work. But right, um, so the first game I've got is the Packers at the Chargers, because it just makes too much sense for it to not happen this year. Yeah, so the Chargers haven't got a stadium. The Packers are playing uh, in that division. And the game is scheduled to be in LA. Yeah, and so teams don't... Te- well, Green Bay don't want to give up a home game no. anyway because of sort of what it does for their community and all that sort of stuff. And then teams who host them don't want to give up their game because their fans travel so well. But yeah. the Chargers have a 30,000 stadium. <laughs> Yeah. That in the, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter if uh, you don't have that revenue from a future of Packers fans coming. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels like the Chargers are going to be back here next year, and then it, yeah, it just makes too much sense to me to not have the Packers finally playing here. Because if it's this not this year, then I've got no idea when the Packers actually come. No, they're, yeah, they're one of the three teams that not to come over, and they've got a huge UK support. Like, yeah, that was that was a jersey I saw an awful lot at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Like that. that'd, be, that'd be a good game as well. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's one of the ones at Spurs Stadium, at the Spurs Stadium, because I think yes. they want a big one to kick that off. Yeah, and, yeah. Packers is one of those teams, isn't it? And also get Rivers in the UK before he retires. I would yeah, it Rivers. Yeah, Rivers versus Rogers is a quite an easy game to sell, isn't it? For, for that first game there. Yeah, that's, um, that's a nice one like that. Yeah. So obviously we know the Jags are coming over, mm-hmm. and say as I say Texans are one of the teams that haven't been over. So yeah, I think I've got Texans at Jaguars. Yep. I don't know whether they'll give up the divisional game, but again, it makes a lot of sense to get a team over that has never been here before. Well, the Jags what? are pretty good in the UK as well, compared to yeah. how they're playing in Jacksonville recently. So, Yeah, and it, yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a home advantage for the Jags. So I don't think the Texans are the most supported team here, are they? So no. I don't think it'd be like the game at the weekend where they're like outnumbered. The Titans, kind of one of the not 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 the Titans are a newer team, but less supported in the UK. The Texans are one of the newer teams and kind of maybe not caught on as much. Yeah, and I, I do think a lot of people um, sort of want to support the Jags when they're here because of what they have done for like NFL over in this country yeah. by coming over here every year. So I think people do want to support them. So I think mean, if people are, are neutral. 
then I think they would lean to the Jags. So, yeah, I think it could be quite a good advantage for them and it gets another team over that has never been here before. To get a division game would be huge as well. That's a, They're always really good games. So to yeah. In the UK would be fantastic. So we have had a few. It's not like... So they played the Colts a few years ago. Yeah. So it's not like it's unprecedented or anything for them to have a divisional game. So, yeah, I like, I like that one. Yeah. I think it would be a good game as well. Yeah, it would be, definitely. Well, assuming uh, Blake gets replaced. So, <laughs> you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> James Winston-led uh, yeah. Jaguars. <laughs> I'd, I'd like it. It'd be more It'd be more interesting. It would. It'd be fun, at least. Yeah. Um, so, the other two games I've got, um, it's a bit different. Well, I'm, I'm sort of working off of four games this year. I assume that is what we will end up with. But yeah. um, So, there's been talk for a few years now that a team could come over and play back-to-back games. Right. Uh, I guess probably as a tester for if we ever did get a franchise in a few years' time or something yeah. along those sort of lines. So, well, there's one team that's heading into next season without a home at the moment. <laughs> so, what better way than to get two of them games out of the way by uh, the Raiders coming over and hosting two games back-to-back Makes next sense. season? Yeah, I think so. And if they haven't got a home, well, play all eight if they want to, but... Gets two out of the way, and then they can maybe play one in Mexico. There's only there's only five games to find, whether that's a college stadium or back in Oakland. I'm not sure what they would do, but yeah, sort of yeah. To me, it makes a lot of sense for them to play back to back games here. So it seems something they've wanted to do. So yeah, this year seems a good opportunity to try that. And uh, the first team I've got them against is another divisional game. It's a team that hasn't been here since 2010, and that's the Broncos. Yeah. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a good game. Broncos should be better next year. Yeah, I imagine they'll have a new quarterback or <laughs> do something, and the Raiders will have what their new for their uh, free first round picks plus whatever else they trade away. <laughs> All the rest in time so, accumulate in the next few weeks. Yeah, so even if they're not great, there's going to be some interesting stuff there for the Raiders next year, isn't there? And yeah, yeah, I think this could be a good game. And I, yeah, I was sort of yeah working off of teams that um, I thought could host games, and then sort of filling it in with people that haven't either been here before or haven't been for quite a long time. Yeah. So then the final game that I've got, um, it's a team that haven't been here since 2011, and that's the Bears. Yes. Bears at Raiders. So it's, That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because again, they're a very well-supported team, the Bears, aren't they? Yes, and definitely, yeah. I think a team not being here since 2011, it's a long time for... A team like that. They're a team on the rise as well, which they want to kind of show off one of their new flashy teams. They've got the new defense yeah. and they've got a, an exciting offense. Yeah, and they do tend to get these teams over, don't they? The ones that are on the up. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think that could be a good set of games. So Packers at Chargers, Texans at Jags, Broncos at Raiders, then Bears at Raiders. I think yeah, I think that'd be a good set of games there and. I don't think it's too unrealistic, really. I think all of them made a lot of sense to me when I was going through it because it'd have been good to get the Panthers over. If I well, say obviously they still might, but sort of just how I was working it out. But mm. I struggled to find a spot for them really because I don't see them giving up a home game because well, if they would give up a home game, they probably would have played here already. Yes, and then yeah, there wasn't really any road team or teams they were playing on the road, sorry, that made a lot of sense to me to uh, host a game against them next season. Uh, no, just looking at it now, no, there isn't really kind of the, the one standout, is there? Yeah, there's, there's no obvious anyway, is there? Where I feel like next year we've got a few obvious teams to come over and host games. Yeah. No, I like that. That makes sense. Um, yeah. 
if you agree with us, disagree with us, let us, or with Dave, um, let us know on social medias. Um, tell us what games you'd like to see. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of Panthers fans that listen. We know you want you guys over here, and I kind of want to see them as well. I'm becoming a bit of a, a closet Panthers fan the last few weeks. I don't really know why. Previously, I've really hated them, but I just like the way they're playing, and I'm enjoying seeing them. So if they can get them over here in a couple of years' time, that would be really good as well. So. Yeah, I've, I've, it, it seems like they are working towards that, doesn't it? Getting all the teams over it. So maybe it will be this year, but yeah, so it didn't. It just didn't quite make sense to me this year, or I just couldn't fit them in, really. No, no, that's fair enough. Especially with the Raiders, you think they will have two games because where else are they going to play? Yeah, uh, yeah. To me, that it just makes sense for them to. We've got two stadiums right here, ready for them. Yeah, come and play. Yeah, it made a lot of sense to be that one. Yeah, big time. Let's get on to some community questions. Let's start with Facebook. Uh, Elliot Roberts, feeling very positive about the Seahawks' chances of making this a very good season. Seems all changed from the early weeks. What do you think the change can be down to, and where do you think the season could end up? Also, keep up the good, keep up the good work, girls. Really enjoy listening. Thanks, Elliot. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll leave this one to you. Since it's just like you have the Seahawks questions. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, well, I said before the season, 9-7, and 10-6, uh, the first few weeks left me shaky on that. <laughs> I say shaky. Yeah. A lot worse than shaky. I was devastated at how we started the season. Um, but yeah, things have, things have turned around. We are playing Seahawks football. I thought the first few weeks we tried to mould kind of how we've done the last couple of years with what Schottenheimer brings and what Pete Carroll brings and how Russell Wilson has just been kind of making it up on his own a lot of the time, um, making up for that offensive line. What we're doing now is we're playing Seahawks football. You replace Chris Carson with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, you replace David Moore with Sidney Rice. This is football we were playing five, six years ago and how we became the team we were that was successful. Solid, solid defense. They're not as good as the Legion of Boom, but they're they're very young and hard hitting, which is always fun to see. And with Bradley McDougald on a really, really team friendly three year deal, he's taken over Cam Chancellor's spot with a plum. He's he's the leader of that defense now with Bobby Wagner there. We're just playing Seahawks football, and yeah, I think ten and six is easy on the cards. I think we, we probably lose to the Chiefs. We probably lose to the Rams, and. Yeah, the Packers is a toss-up game with me. We've we've been kind of up and down with the Packers in recent years, so they're the three games I can see us losing. At ten and six gets us into the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I'd I'd say ten and six is good enough. And we're unfortunately not yeah. catching the Rams, but you know. no. Well, I don't think anyone is in uh, <laughs> at least until the playoffs. Yeah, we normally, I... we normally split with the Rams, but even if that doesn't happen, six losses is uh, more than acceptable in a better season than last year. Yeah. I'd say it's not as good as that defense was, but I'd say the offense is better right now. So the it's offense a bit is more. Coming, yeah, the, the, yeah, it's more balanced, isn't it? The team. Pro Football Focus have ranked our guards, uh, our tackle, sorry, as the fifth best hander in the league. One of those guys wow. is Jermaine Effetti. He was the worst player in football last year. <laughs> the only thing that's changed on our line is DJ Fluker, which makes me think what a terrible job um, Tom Cable was doing. Yeah. Because these guys are still here. It's the same team. Yeah, it's hard not to look that way, isn't it, right <laughs> yeah. now? So, yeah, that's, that's, I think, what's changed. We've got an offensive line that knows how to play football and we can run block. And we've, we're running the ball. We didn't score one rushing touchdown last year. And Eddie Lacey and a collection of other guys were running the ball. Now it's all Chris Carson with occasional Mike Davis and 
Rashad Penny did not get a touch on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, imagine if they had spent that first round pick on, well, whatever would be more useful right now. There, um, there was plenty of players that could be helping the team out at that stage. Yeah, yeah, it's looking like an absolutely dreadful pick, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. He, he's going to struggle to see out. Well, he'll he'll see out his rookie deal, but I don't think he gets resigned because Carson, a seventh round pick, is looking like a monster. His fifth hundred yard game of the season this week. It's sort of one you could see him just trading away and just recouping something, isn't he? And somewhere yeah, like, kind of hoping not... that happens before the end of today, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just so do just... anything. I'll take a third at this point. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a team out there that would still take a chance on him, but yeah, that's looking like an absolute disastrous pick right now. Yeah, the rest of the draft class are looking good. It's just that first yeah. round pick. Maybe this is the reason why they've always traded away their first round pick. They have no idea yeah. what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, just just to save him from doing something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, question from Andrew Thomas uh, were you guys as surprised as me at the Wembley crowd at the Jags Eagles game were so supportive of the Eagles it's the first Jag game that uh, he's seen at Wembley that didn't feel like a home game and also who replaces Hugh and will it make a difference we've kind of covered that already and kind of the first question but is it surprising that it was more of an Eagles crowd than a Jags crowd uh, I think it was surprising just because the last few years it's definitely been trending more towards being sort of quite a strong Jaguar's uh, sort of fan base here. Yeah. But I guess there's always going to be that thing where, with the Super Bowl, where there's going to be more fans. Yeah, exactly. They're so, the champions. Yeah. And people talk about like bandwagon fans, that sort of thing. But it happens. If you're, if you're sort of just getting into a sport, you naturally end up rooting for the better teams and the team that wins the Super Bowl, especially as one that wasn't exactly expected to win it last year, were they? Or no, not really. Things, weren't, things went a bit things like with the Nick Foles stuff, it's quite an easy story to get behind. So I imagine they probably got quite a lot of new fans here. And then it seemed like they had a lot of travelling support as well. It seemed like a lot of American Eagles fans come over for that game. Yeah, walking around had a lot of American accents, I'd say. Yeah, and I feel like they had more of that than a lot of other teams get, which probably made the big difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, question from David Green, which you've kind of already answered. Uh, but a few weeks ago, Ross wanted to blow up the Seahawks and wanted out of Carroll and his culture. Is that still the case? And if no, why? And if yes, why? We have kind of covered that. I do still kind of want out of the Pete Carroll thing. And I want Sean McVeigh. I want Carl Shanahan. I want that guy. You know, the, the really explosive, high-octane offense. Yeah. But, but things are working now. Things weren't working. I think they figured out what they were doing wrong at the start of the season, and it's it is now working. So Wilson only completed fourteen passes. He only threw seventeen passes at the weekend. But I don't, I don't think that's the worst recipe, games. is it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how we win. That's how we should win. We rushed the ball thirty-seven times, threw the ball seventeen times. It's old-school football, and it's not it's not super exciting to watch. But if you create turnovers and you score when you get the ball, you win games. Yeah, unless, <laughs> unless you're the Browns. <laughs> I think they got like plus plus eleven on the turnovers, and they're yeah, that's well, the first team of losing record in like something about thirty seven years or something. I think I read yesterday. It's mental so. what they're doing with that ball when they when they have it. Yeah, <laughs> really but yeah, I, I think back to see. Oh, sorry. Um, I think the thing with Carroll is you know it's going to end in the very near future just because he's old. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's going to happen in the near future. So sort of at, it's that sort of time now where it feels like it's ready for a new person to come in and take over, doesn't it? There's sort of a lot of new young players there. and Yeah, there are pieces there that some other new creative mind could come in and really mould into, like, to keep this window open. I don't think our window's fully shut yet. 
Yeah. It, it can. It, Russell Wilson's not even 30 yet. Doug Baldwin's not 30 yet. The, the running backs are young. The defense is young. It's, uh, it's just you need to act soon before it's too late. Yeah, and yeah, it feels like it's inevitable that it's going to happen in the next probably what three years, maybe. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got two years left on his deal after this year. So. Yeah, it makes sense for that to be when it ends. So, mm. what's that? Why not do it now? But. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to let go of a coach like that, isn't it? Who's done so much for the team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when we were looking dismal last season, we got blown out by the Rams. You just kind of thought, well, that's that's the way the NFL goes now, but. I didn't think oh, his way of playing could work, but it is working. So yeah, as long as it works, I'll stick with it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a UK football fan. I, I support football teams in the UK as well. I'm used to managers changing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as an Arsenal fan, Dave isn't quite so used to that. No, <laughs> no I don't like it. Now let's go to uh, Twitter then. Uh, at Wood Ten has Corey Coleman now finally found a home in New York, and will it work out for him? Um. You're going to have to I, fill me I, in on which New York team he plays for because I've given up on following uh, the uh, I think he's. I think he's at the Giants now. Right. Um, I, I imagine it would probably be cut within two weeks. <laughs> but, I mean, will it work out? I, I would struggle to imagine any wide receiver working out too well in New York, right? in the Giants right now. Yeah, the story so, of Eli being benched this week for week, week 10. Yeah, I, I, I just can't see it happening just because I'm not really sure... The backup quarterback's ready just yet, so yeah, I can't. I can't see a bench. I think they play out the season with Eli and then yeah, just draft. Yeah, but yeah, as a Corey Coleman, then I, I would guess not because there's already too many mouths to feed in that offense that Eli yeah. can't get the ball to. Yeah, and his track record's not exactly great, is it right now? So his ability to drop the ball is not going to help Eli look any better, is it? No, that's <laughs> uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, a question from Hassan, who's uh, HM Trey one one two. Where do you think Deshaun Jackson ends up if Tampa Bay relent with his trade demand, especially with the Raiders losing Amari and the Colts in a dire need of a wide receiver? Uh, we'll answer that one first. Got two questions here. Where do you think Deshaun Jackson could end up if he uh, gets traded? I like the Colts. That's a nice idea. Yeah, I think I think he's quite an interesting player because he's had a couple of down years, didn't he? But he's sort of come back out this year and been quite effective when so he's played with Fitz he's looked like an absolute baller one of the best in the league yeah like from the Tampa perspective I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did want to trade him just because or they did give in because it feels like this season's not lost but it's not far away from lost and mm. at this stage maybe just start looking to the future a bit more already and yeah yeah a player like him is definitely somebody that they could get something back for get something half decent a half decent pick for and oh, yeah, big time. I think he could be very useful to some of these teams yeah, he's he's still one of the quickest receivers in the league, and he, fantasy wise, he's a really good player for a long touchdown. Yeah, and say so it feels like uh, every wide receiver gets linked with him, but the, it's talked that the Patriots are after a receiver, and it yes. wouldn't be. The, I don't think it'd be a massive surprise if they went for him, someone to give back that deep threat they lost with uh, Cooks going to the Rams. Mm. Say so yeah. someone they can that could change his offense really, especially with them players underneath. He could he could have a field day. Yeah, he really could. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, you have James White out of the backfield along with Deshaun Jackson streaking down the field. Yeah, it'd be such an open, open field for <laughs> one or the other, wouldn't it? It'd sort of pick your poison, and then, yeah. yeah, then you got all them, all these other players like Edelman, Gronk, Josh Gordon, just work in the middle. And 
Jesus. Yeah, that'd be hard to stop that. But <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like the Patriots, because let's talk about Demarius Thomas, but he's on such a big contract. And he is also Golden Tate as well, who's in a contract year. Yeah, which would seem Tate... to seen an odd trade to to execute, unless you're going to pay. Yeah, him. yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Sort of yeah, getting someone like Tate on a well, hopefully a better twelve game loan. Yeah, would uh, yeah be an odd one to well, unless it was an absolute bargain, but. I guess I guess uh, for Tate, if it went to the Patriots, then there's sort of the history of Patricia and Belichick that might make things easier. But uh, yeah, true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just Sean Jackson, I think he's a really interesting one today. Yeah. For this trade deadline, I really it's... like him. He's been, he was he was on my first ever fantasy team, and he's always been a player that I like to have or look, always look out for. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I think there's quite a few teams that could use a player like him. Mm, definitely. And, yeah, it's I just yeah, it's hard to nail down one team in particular, but yeah, I think a lot of teams will be after him if he is available. Stick him on the Colts. Get luck to Jackson. Yeah, that'd be nice. Jackson and Hilton streaking down either side of the field. Every go, every route is a go route, basically. Yeah, it feels like things have changed at the Colts, doesn't it? It feels like now they're more in that mode of we've actually got a chance here, and yeah, yeah then maybe they'll go for someone like Jackson. Yeah. I imagine it'd be quite a low risk. It's, I don't think it's going to take that much to get him. So. No. Yeah, someone like him could could make a lot of sense there. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, Hassan asks us, uh, how much do we think Stan Kroenke paid Tom Montgomery to fuck up that last play? <laughs> uh, quite a lot, quite seems, a rich man. Yeah, it seems, uh, it seems that there was some weird stuff going on. Montgomery was almost having a little strop, wasn't he, and just decided he was going to do it, do whatever he felt like. So Yeah. Yeah, it was an odd one. I don't think he needed to pay him that, on that occasion. <laughs> no. But, it was all set up, wasn't it, for such a great finish, and then, yeah, I'm fumble. Okay, I'll just turn <laughs> off now and go to sleep. <laughs> um, next question is from um, Mike in Palmer, uh, who is our he is the uh, first and ten official Browns correspondent, is what I um, <laughs> named him as this week, and basically he says, "How fucked are we?" <laughs> um, Not as much I, as you were last week, I don't think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. I think there's still the potential for it to be sort of almost as bad. If, uh, as I say, if we were talking about earlier, like they do do something stupid and stick with Williams at the end of the season or something similar. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a move in the right direction. And yeah, I agree with you. Less fucked than they were a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, from Cheap Heat, who's at AFC CB 1079, which player out of Friday Night Lights had the most NFL potential? <laughs> I love this question, to be honest. He got benched. He, he wasn't even playing uh, football by the end. He was an artist, wasn't he? True. Yeah, he had it all, though, I think. Or him or Riggins. Riggins is a... It's Smash. Smash is the answer. Smash. Brian Smash Williams. Uh, yeah, fair. By the end, he was a, he was a star at college. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, put, I put way too much thought into this yesterday when the uh, <laughs> question came through. And I come down to either him or Vince... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've not watched Friday Night Lights in ages, actually. I feel like I'm due a rewatch. I love Friday Night Lights. But, it's on yeah, Netflix, I like... isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think so. It's on one of them. I'm sure it is. Oh, but um... <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure... I think I feel like Vince might have been a college star who didn't translate into the NFL. That was what I concluded. Possibly, yeah. Smash would definitely have translated. Yeah. So, yeah. If, as long as... He might have got a few suspensions if he kept up them that drug use, but, you know. <laughs> well, that's an NFL running back, isn't it? Yeah, so a few a few games probably help out here and there, don't they? Yeah. But 
Le'Veon yeah. Bell before Sm- Le'Veon Smash. Bell. Smash was my conclusion when I was uh, thinking about that. Nice. Let's move on to uh, game previews. And oh, thank you everyone for your questions. Please keep sending them in. We really love doing them. But ones, ones like that as well are always fun to do. So you don't yeah. have to be don't have to be proper serious questions. We like doing the silly ones as well. Speaking of silly football, the Raiders play the 49ers on Thursday night football. How excited are you to watch this, Dave? Um, I'll, I'll probably just skip straight through the Sunday. To be <laughs> yeah, this looks um, dismal as a Thursday night game. I'm surprised they're not flex. Flex this out for like women's netball or something. <laughs> really, why is this on? Well, the 49ers, like when uh, Garoppolo went down, they said how many like prime time games they got coming up. It was unbelievable. I think they had like five to come after that game. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we still got a couple more times of seeing them on like Monday nights and stuff. The but, one and six Raiders at the one and seven Niners. I guess it's uh, intriguing in terms of the number one pick, but <laughs> yeah, that's basically yeah, it, isn't not, it. Not a lot else. <laughs> Yeah, um, who wins, or do we even care who wins in this one? I, I, I guess a lot could change to these teams in the next few days. It's, well, today, isn't it? But, yeah, the Raiders could be trading away Everybody. a few more pieces between now and then, but in a battle to lose this game. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably give the edge to the Raiders, I think, but, again, does it really matter? <laughs> nice. if, if, they, if they didn't play this and just tossed a coin, would anyone really be that bothered? I don't <laughs> I don't think so. That's literally all they should do. They just, just walk just, off. Just get like Carr and um, Bethard to play Madden or something. I think it would be more entertaining. <laughs> I feel like we'd all, all rather watch that. I would definitely rather watch that. And yeah. Obviously not playing as their teams either. Playing as better teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunday night then, back to 6pm in the UK, thankfully. The 5pm games really mess with my head. It confuses me so much that games are finished by eight, half eight. And then I like Sunday it. night football's on at 20 past 12. What? I like it, but the only problem is we always have a London game that weekend, so we sort of miss out on them early games. So no, I'm, only, I'm on my way home. No, you missed them out. Uh, anyway, six o'clock, Chicago travel to Buffalo. Um, on, Buffalo on a, a shortish week. Um, didn't look too good offensively, but looked fairly solid defensively. So they held the Packers, uh, Patriots to a lot of field goals. Well, I, I haven't seen anything much about it so far, but. Derek Hansen left the game at the end of the Patriots game. Did he? So Yeah, so it could be uh, back to Peterman. Oh, my God. So, him against that Bears defence, that could be fun. Oof, well, if Cleo Mack is still out, yeah. he's got a slight chance, but, yeah. I imagine, I imagine uh, the prospect of Peterman would sort of help him recover a little bit. <laughs> yeah, could feast on five or six sacks in that game. If, it, if, it, if he wants to win defensive player a year, getting sort of nine, ten, eleven sacks here would uh, really help that. Peterman's averaging 3.4 yards per reception currently. Um, that's that's awful. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> One touchdown to four yeah, no, interceptions. I, I assume they'd sign someone, and I don't think it's a given that Peterman would actually play if they did sign someone off the street. Just keep signing one every week. Just sign a new yeah. quarterback every single week. <laughs> I'm not really sure what, who the best quarterback free agent is, but I imagine he's probably better than Peterman. We can we can lend him Brett Hundley for a week. Yeah, it'd be an improvement. <laughs> uh, Bears win. Yeah, uh, I, that Bills defense did really impress me, and I think that could cause Trubisky some problems. So, unless they get like three pick sixes or something like those sort of lines, something uh, a couple of fumbles or something like that, they pick up then yeah. a weird game, a bit like the Vikings game where they just somehow win and you're not quite sure how. 
Yes. But it's yeah, it's hard to see the the Bears. It, it wouldn't be a big shock to see the Bills not even score this game, would it? So No, not really, no. They it, should be all over. Yeah, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick a team in that situation, isn't it? Yeah, McCoy looks checked out. If Peterman's at quarterback, this is a, a disaster, a disastrous game for them. Um, next up is the Chiefs at the Browns. Hmm. Did the Brown, are the Browns rejuvenated with Hugh out of the building? Can it does happen. Patrick Mahomes? So, I've said before this season, I do like that defence. So, it's very good. Yeah, I think they can, they can at least cause them some problems, but... Right now, I'm not. I'm not sort of. I don't think Mayfield's playing that well, so I can't see him scoring. I can't see the uh, Browns scoring enough points to win this one. No, new head coach or not? No, probably not. I mean, Greg Williams will have them fired up. That's one thing for sure. And that, that defense, Kansas City defense, is there to be taken apart. So Mayfield could have some fun. This could be a fun game to watch, definitely. Yeah, and say if they do pull it off, then it'll be a real fun one. It'll be an amazing yeah. game, but. <laughs> It, it, it feels like even with a new coach, it could be one of them that quickly, sort of when you know on red zone when they stop showing a game after yeah. about a first quarter because it's already over. It feels like it could, it's got that potential. Twenty eight nothing ten minutes into the game. Yeah, it feels like it could be that. So I hope it's not because yeah, I'd like to see the Browns at least put up a fight here. But yeah, yeah I don't think this is the this is the week that they get uh, get going under Greg Williams. No, you could have given Hugh one more week just to really. But the yeah. final definite in his coffin, but yeah, let him have this one because you're probably going to lose anyway. So, yeah. um, to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami next for the Giants, uh, the uh, Jets, sorry, taking on the Dolphins. Uh, these are two teams that I haven't really paid a great deal of attention to this season, if I'm honest. No, and I don't blame you for that. Really, they're uh, <laughs> they're not that interesting outside of Darnold. There's not. That much about either team that you sort of look at and think, oh yeah, this is there's a real reason to watch. Nothing else, have they? They're injured in every other position possible. Blau Bell's got a career-ending neck injury, possibly. Isaiah Correll's got more than half of his yards in one game this year. And Robbie Anderson's leading the they leading the team with 300 yards receiving. Yeah, I don't know. um, Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with the Jets. (laughs) So they cut um, Terrell Pryor, didn't they? Just after it looked like he was. Sort of starting to get something back to sort of what he was like a few years ago, but yeah, yeah, that, that quickly ended. So he got fourteen yeah. receptions for two hundred and forty yards, trial prior, and then cut him. Yeah, especially with the wide receiver situation they were having. So I know he had a bit of an injury, but I um I read that he was I think he was visiting the Bills yesterday or someone. God. So he's obviously sort of healthy enough to be playing somewhere. So yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that one, but look, looking at their receiving list, it, it's so depressing if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, there's not a lot to be excited about there, is there? No, Sam Donald decided, like like you said before, they should. I think they should just pull him at this point. He's had a good, he's had half a season. Stick uh, uh, McCown in there, let him play out his last year. Because what yeah. all they've got to lose now is Donald getting a serious injury because there's nothing else for him to. He can't win with his team that's around him. No, it's yeah, it, it's a hard game to call this because I think both teams are sort of. There's nothing you can really look at and go, oh, they're, they're doing this really well or they're doing this. No, there's nothing really. They're doing really badly, is there? It's just they're both two sort of quite middle of the road teams that are quite uninspiring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, who who plays a quarterback for the, the Dolphins? Probably Brock again, is it? Uh, yeah. So I assume it probably is going to be, but I haven't, I haven't really heard anything. So 
I uh, yeah, I'd assume it's going to be Brock again, but it's a weird situation for Tannehill. I think he's done there, isn't he? Yeah, because it like Brock's hardly great, and it doesn't really feel like there's that much difference when he's in the team compared to Tannehill. So that's probably not a good sign for him. Their statistics are almost exactly the same. Yeah, and that's that's a really yeah. good sign for Tannehill. Yeah, and Tannehill's going to sort of demand a lot more cash than uh, Osweiler did, like or does. Sorry, if uh, if they did decide to just call it quits on Tannehill, but. Yeah, yeah. T- teams don't do that often, do they? With these, these quarterbacks, it's yeah, it's a weird situation. They could put themselves in real trouble for a few years if they do give him a new deal, but or keep, or keep with him. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. I, I'd, I'd probably lean, I'd probably lean Dolphins, but I don't yeah. feel strongly either way. I think that's where I'm leaning, just for the home team aspect of it as well. Yeah, um, Detroit at Minnesota. Um, Lions didn't really get going against Seahawks last week. They tried to feed Kerryon Johnson, but he kept running as KJ Wright, which is not going to end well for you. Um, Minnesota, off the back of a loss to the Saints, I think they just got outclassed by the Saints more than anything. Yeah. I I really like this Vikings team still. Yeah. And I think I think they can beat any team in the division, yeah. including the Rams, like on their day. I think they've got something on both sides of the ball, haven't they? But yeah, I think, yeah, I think that Saints game is just... A, I don't think there's any real sort of. I don't think it's bad to lose to the Saints this year. The Saints no, are just a really good team. Yeah, they are. It was a division game that was closer. Three, uh, four and three Vikings and three and four Lions. This division is still wide open for anyone to win it. Yeah, it. If it, if to me the Vikings feel like the one that could go on a run, but at the same time it's sort of still just waiting for that to happen, isn't it? And mm. yeah, it's waiting for it to click, all clicking together. Yeah, maybe maybe this is the week it really starts to get going, but. Yeah, they need to soon because I feel like right now it's hard to see a second team coming out of that division, isn't it? Because they're all going to be somewhere between 10 and 6 and yeah. six and 8, somewhere in that range. So it's hard to see someone else getting out of that division right now. It is. So, yeah, because I think you can lock in the Panthers and the Saints in the playoffs one way or another, whichever way around they go. Yeah. And then, yeah, right now I'll take the Seahawks over the second place uh, team in this division. So... Yeah, I think this, is a, this could be a really, real turning point for the season for whoever wins this one. Definitely. Obviously, we're going Vikings because they're playing the Lions. Yeah, obviously I'm going Vikings. <laughs> I'm also going Vikings in this one. Uh, next up on the docket is Atlanta travels to Washington. Atlanta off of bye. Um, Washington haven't really set the league on fire this year, but they do still lead the NFC East. They're five and two. I'm not, I don't know how they're five and two. Well, they seem to have just found sort of something. It's- it's not exactly exciting to watch, but they're just running Adrian Peterson a lot and yeah. playing good defence. And hey, hey, that wins games. 2017, 2013. It's they're playing proper old school football like the Seahawks, but just not scoring as many points. It's it, it's weird. Yeah, they're so the defence in particular is playing really well. I was I've been really impressed with them. Mm. So I think I think they're always got their limitations with Alex Smith and the team, aren't they? But yeah. Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson's been an absolutely excellent side in the end. So I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of it when they did it, but yeah, I don't think I could have been much more wrong on that one. I think he's been excellent. Yeah, so he's currently fifth in the league. Um, I mean, he's miles behind Todd Gurley, but so is everyone else. Yeah. Um, and defensively, DJ Swearinger leads the league in picks this year, which is a, an odd name to be leading that list. Yeah, and they seem to be able to shut down the run each week, which is... A massive thing if you can pretty much take away a team's 
run game, it sort of makes things harder everywhere else, doesn't it? And they've done yeah. that the last few weeks. They had some good running backs as well. Yeah, the Falcons will hit them with Coleman and uh, Ito Smith. So there's two guys there to, to shut down and put it all on Julio and Ryan, really. The Falcons are in an absolute must-win situation now, aren't they? They've If they lose this, then... Season's over, what, really. What, I feel like it's already over, to be honest, but this would be the final round of the coffee and if they lose this one, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, they're 3-4 and four currently. I mean, the Saints are 6-1. and one. Um, There's a chance to catch the Panthers, but the Panthers are on a two-game streak and are looking looking good. Yeah, it's hard. unless something happens with the Panthers, it's hard to see them falling too much. Or mm. It feels like the Falcons almost need to win out from here. and Yeah. You, I just, you can't see that with that defence, can you? No, they're, they're so torn apart by injuries that, yeah, they're going to struggle. But if they get to 8-8, eight and eight, I'd think I'd... I'd Class that as a successful season and just move on to next year. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's going to be a season that's just sort of almost written off there, just because of all the injuries and that stuff. But yeah, it's a hard one. Maybe this will be the week that Julio Jones finally catches a touchdown this season. <laughs> He's got like a million yards so far this year, but no touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's so odd. I just I don't understand why it happens. But he's got eight hundred twelve yeah. yards, but not one of those has landed in the end zone. And. It, like you, you could say this is it's just unlucky, but this is sort of the pattern of his career, this isn't it? He's never he been, yeah. yeah, he's never been a real touchdown scorer. But yeah, maybe this is the week. It's the yardage monster. Um, next up is oh, uh, NFC uh, South divisional clash: Tampa Bay travel to Carolina. This should be a Carolina easy win, but Fitz Magic is back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't trust it really. <laughs> I didn't trust it when it was happening. I don't trust it again now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's but it it, it it does keep happening. So yeah. there's something there, but it's, it feels like the Bucks offense just prefer Fitzpatrick as much as anything. Not necessarily that he's any better than uh, Winston, but his teammates just like him a lot more, and I mean that does make a difference. They're, it, they're almost like playing for him, aren't they? Where Winston, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah you, no, no. you do it. We don't want to do it. it Some mentioned, I think it was around the NFL pod last week, that they the way the two quarterbacks throw the ball, uh, Fitzpatrick throws proper rainbows that, that like drop into players' arms as they're running, yeah. streaking, whereas Winston throws a very flat, uh, fast ball, which you, you can't get those long, long touchdowns to like Deshaun Jackson, who's beating his defender, but needs it over the top rather than at him. Yeah, and that that is where they've had those success. Sorry, where it is just them long, long, long touchdowns, isn't it? They feel like they've had so many of them with Fitzpatrick mm. between uh, Jackson and Evans going deep. Yeah, that is their entire offense, and I like it. It's a big play offense. It works in the, yeah in this league, but yeah, you, it it doesn't work with the wrong quarterback and the Panthers. On the other hand. Solid defense. McCaffrey scored his first rushing touchdown of this season. Um, he also caught a really, really fluky one. Did you see that? Yeah, it was. Uh, hit someone. On yeah, the bounced head, off, and <laughs> yeah, and then he just happened to be the first one there. The yeah. Five foot four running back. <laughs> he tried to just out jump everyone and catch it. So yeah, it's a really, really good play from him. To be fair, but yeah, yeah it's a, a weird, uh, a weird touchdown. And Greg Olson's back scoring touchdowns, which is a big weapon for them as well. They they're rounding into form nicely for the second half of the season, I think. Yeah, and they feel like they feel like one of them teams that will be a threat to anyone come playoff time, don't they? Yeah, definitely. They play good. Yeah, no, no can run it. Everyone will fancy beating them, but at the same time, no one will want to play them. No, exactly. You've got, you've got the most dual threat of all dual threat quarterbacks, and mix it in with McCaffrey and 
they haven't really got any receivers of note, but the guys they have got are doing enough every week. Yeah, and that, that's all they need, isn't it? Just enough from their wide receivers. Let Cam do a lot of the work on the ground and sort yeah. of let McCaffrey do his thing and all let that. Cam and be the superman he thinks he is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he's been great this year, Cam. And yeah, yeah, I'm really liking this Panthers team. Agreed. Uh, AFC North clash next. Pittsburgh at Ravens. I always love watching this game. It always gets a bit feisty. Not quite as feisty as Pittsburgh Bengals for some reason, but this is uh, this is a proper winter football game for me. This this all yeah. reminds me of cold weather, hard hitting football, all defense, no offense. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like that could be the game again this week, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one to call. I think this one. Yeah, I think it's really hard because in your head you feel like the um, Steelers should be the better team, but when you've watched them this year, I'm not sure they are. No, I'm not sure they are either. The, the Ravens seem a, a more rounded team. Yeah, it's it's a weird division, this, because the Bengals feel like they've almost played the best football of any team in the division, but it wouldn't shock you if they end up being third or fourth in the division in no. <laughs> in a couple of months' time. It's And then these two, yeah, one of these two ends up coming through, and then so it wouldn't shock you if either of these two end up being the Super Bowl winner, would it, really? No, not at all. It feels like both, can, both have got something there that they can get hot at the right time and go on a run. It's Yeah, they're two... Two quite odd teams that feel flawed in a lot of ways, but yeah, you you wouldn't put it past them going on a run. No, not at all. Ravens have got the league's best defense, um, pretty much overall in all, all aspects. They got taken apart a little bit uh, last week by um, Carolina, but I don't know. That's not something I can see happening every week. No, it, yeah, it felt like that was a game. That sort of that that was sort of more an outlier, really, wasn't it? That doesn't seem like that's going to be the norm. That game, mm. it's yeah, they they could cause uh, Big Ben some problems this week, and I assume they're not going to have Bell back, but probably not. Who knows been great. What he's up to? Yeah, I assume <laughs> it's going to be next week because I think week ten's what people are talking about and coming back for. But right, yeah, it's yeah, I assume it's going to be another week without him. So. Yeah, so more Connor and Connor Brown and Schuster, really, isn't it? And yeah, not a bad threesome to use, though, is it? That got, that no, goes. but yeah, it's, it's so hard to call this one because yeah, I feel like the Steelers are the better team, but yeah, I don't really trust them. I'm going Ravens at home in the Ravens nest. I go Steelers just to pick against you, really, but I don't really, <laughs> uh, I don't really feel strongly about either team. Yeah, I feel the same way about this next game. Houston versus Denver. I've got no idea who's going to win this. Houston are somehow on a really good run of form. They've won five in a row. But have they played one good game in those five games? Well, yeah, eight I'll, games I'll, this year. Have they played a good game of football yet? I don't really know. It's the most bizarre winning run, winning streak I can ever really remember. Because, yeah, I don't feel like they're a good team at all. No. Well, not at all. There's some good players on there, but I don't think they're a good team. And They hung 42 on the Dolphins, but I don't think that is... I think that's more by the Dolphins than it is on, on the Texans. Yeah, and it feels like Broncos are the sort of team that could cause them some trouble. Yeah. I yeah think, I don't, I don't, as much as I love Demarius Thomas, I think they need to move him and get Cortland Sutton more involved. Sutton well, and um, uh, Sanders is a really good one too. Yeah, it does seem like that could happen. Uh, with Thomas being moved on, but yeah, it's hard because uh, Philip Lindsay's just running great, isn't he? Is 
I think he's leading all the rookie running backs, and there's some good ones in there. He's fully overtaken Royce Freeman as the guy that was supposed to be the uh, supposed to be the man. Yeah, but even Freeman, he sort of had like a he's nice as that change of pace guy. Well, not change of pace. Well, I said he's change of pace, but like not the usual change of pace, but sort of more of doing the other work. Yeah, let Philip Lindsay sort of do what he does, and then uh, Royce Freeman Lindsay sort of pound it a bit in the league with by far the least amount of carries. Yeah, it's. I think. I think I read they're over, average over five yards um, five yards a carry between the running backs, and that's... Yeah, Lindsay's on 5.7 currently. Yeah, it's hard to stop that, really, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah I... I think getting 4.7. Yeah it's, that's, yeah, it's unbelievable, really, when you look at it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the Broncos can cause the Texans a problem, and, yeah, I want to I pick the Broncos just because this Texans win streak's got to end <laughs> for so yeah this, this week feels like the week for it to happen that's fair enough uh, Seahawks are home this week uh, we've got the Chargers coming to town um, I've got really bad memories of playing the Chargers they always seem to beat us for some reason uh, but it's normally in well San Diego as it was where it's ridiculously hot and our players are just dying on the sidelines from heat exhaustion this one's in it's going to be November, it's going to be Seattle, it's going to be cold. I like our chances in this one. Yeah, it's... Obviously, uh, the Chargers are coming off the bye as well, which yes. will help. But I assume that Melvin Gordon is going to be back this week after missing the London game. He should be. Reports are that he is um, like he's questionable currently, but Joey Bosa is not back. Yeah, and yeah, I think he's... Yeah, so another week or two away. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a really hard one to call this because both teams are good, but both both can uh, underwhelm a little, can't they? At times, yeah. and I, I'm sort of almost waiting for this Chargers to drop off a bit, a little bit, because that's just what they do, isn't it? They sort of disappoint each season, and yeah, maybe now's the sort of start of that run, but. I really the, like this Chargers team. The, the game against the Titans spooked me a bit because they got up early and then just shut down. Yeah, it, it was a weird game as well, wasn't it? Because the offense was basically two big plays and not a lot else. Yeah, and that was it. And we we do have the ability to give up a big play. We've got rookie uh, cornerback and uh, a second year safety and a second year other corner. It's the the ability to give up a big play is there on us. So I think start your um, charger wide receivers in fantasy this week, but. It, it's a, I think it's a really tough game to call it should be a good game to watch yeah it should be a real fun one because yeah both teams I feel like are at a similar sort of level where they're yeah. the sort of teams that could come to the end of the season they could challenge but at the same time it wouldn't be the, like, the biggest shock in the world if they sort of dropped off a little and end up missing out altogether no true I it's, think two wildcard teams that could could win it all and could lose in the first round of the playoffs it's... yeah it's yeah and I, yeah, I find this game really hard to call I'd, pr- I'd probably go Chargers just for a coming off the bye. Yeah, but, no, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are definitely going to cause them some problems and they're looking better and better. Mm. It, it just, I don't know if they'll be looking ahead to that Rams game a little bit as well. <laughs> I feel like that's the big one, isn't it? That's yeah, the... Uh, on the horizon. Especially, especially if, they, if they win again the Rams, which I think the next game aren't. But if they win again, then that game's massive, isn't it? Because... No one wants their rival to be the 16-0 team, do they? No, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, the Rams are up next and they travel to New Orleans, which is where they get their first loss of the season. I've said it. Wow. Saints are going to beat the, them. 
This has got like game of the year potential, hasn't it? This one. Yeah, this it's... should be incredible. Drew Brees, probably... Everyone who listens to this podcast knows of our love of Drew Brees. He is my favourite player ever, I think, in the NFL. And he's not looked like he's slowing down at 39 years old. They just keep giving him more weapons to play with. Yeah, this is it's a fun one. And yeah, it felt the Rams, uh, they could have lost that game at the weekend. Mm-hmm. They, it was going down to the wire. And yeah, Gurley just ended up. A couple up. of games the Rams are now. Yeah. It feels like this next three weeks in it for the Rams is. I think that's it. If they get through these three, then yeah, I think that could be sixty and zero. I think it's, was it Saints, see, um, Saints Seahawks, and, and then Chiefs. Chiefs down in Mexico. Yeah, it's a it's a tough stretch with the Packers last week as well. So yeah, trying to New Orleans, it it, so it wouldn't be a shock to see it happen. But I feel like I'm not sure the Saints defense can slow the offense down enough to win. Where no, I feel like no, the Rams. I feel like the Rams can do that to the Saints or slow them down enough if it becomes a shootout. I feel like I'll trust the Rams' defence to get a stop more than I would the other way round. I've been underwhelmed by this Rams' defence this year. That they've, not, they've had one shutout against the Cardinals, fair enough, but that's the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, gave up 31 to the Vikings, gave up 31 to the Seahawks, gave up 27 to the Packers, 20 to the Broncos. The games they've had looked really good in defence, 13 13 points uh, the Raiders scored, none for the Cardinals, and non, uh, 10 for the Niners. They they shut down the rubbish teams, but they can be got at. And yeah. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and all the other guys there. If, if there is a weakness for this Rams team, it's definitely the secondary, isn't it? You can definitely pass on them. Yeah, Marcus Peters loves to attack the ball and often gets beat deep. Like Tyler Lockett had a field day against him when we played a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's and obviously that's a big, big uh, strength for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is this could be an incredible game. I, I really hope really it lives fun. up to the expectations. It'll probably be dreadful now, thirteen ten or something, <laughs> a real defensive battle. But yeah, this could be this could be one of the best games we ever see. Yeah. It's got that potential, hasn't it? And yeah, I don't think anyone will be unhappy if this ends up being the NFC Championship game. Well, apart from other fans, but like just from a neutral point of view, I it's... wouldn't even be upset if this was the the, the title game as long as the Saints win it. <laughs> yeah, but sure, surely heartbreak for the Rams in the Super Bowl is even better, isn't it? Oh, when uh, gets a, losing a Super Bowl is more painful than losing a Championship game, especially if they're sixteen and zero. Yeah, really when the, the Patriots the Patriots come in and take that streak off them, take the record off them, and win it. Oh man, I can't wait for that. Podcast. I'll be a Patriots fan that week. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to record one straight after. <laughs> we should we should meet up and watch the game together, and we'll record a podcast live. <laughs> well, last last time when the uh, Patriots won the Super Bowl, I couldn't sleep from to about eleven o'clock the next day. So no, neither yeah, can I, I for very different reasons. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not the last time the Patriots got there. Obviously, but <clears throat> uh, next up is the Patriots. They're at home. Green Bay come to town. Good game this Sunday night football. Yeah, another really good game. The battle of the greatest ever, if you believe NFL social media. I'm not really sure that's true, because obviously there's only one greatest of all time and he's playing for New England in this game. Obviously, I can agree with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is... Because obviously the way that the um, sort of schedules work out, this game doesn't happen very often. No. Yeah, so it's nice to play the Packers. And yeah, this this could be a great one. Oh, that... The Green Bay defense, I thought, looked really good against the Rams, at least compared to what they have been. Yes. So, yeah, this could be a real fun one. They've got a lot of young players in that defense, and if they can really step up, then they've, they've got some weapons there on that defense to really 
help out Rogers. Yeah, this yeah, this could be a fun one. And obviously these teams are both teams that are um candidates to make a trade or two mm. before the deadline. So there could be things that are a little bit different between now and Sunday. So yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. Win or lose, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, this should be a really good game. And our final game of the week, Monday Night Football. This is a sorry Dave, but a stinker. Yeah. Titans at Cowboys. Yeah, this is it's a hard one to look at Oof. after you've had uh, the, the last well, probably three games. You had Chargers, <laughs> Seahawks, Rams, Saints, Packers, Patriots. Oh, Titans, <laughs> uh, Titans, Cowboys. This will, this will. I'll get a rest back here. This uh, can we have after... some of those teams that are on by play, just play another game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll give them an extra buy. No, no one will be that bothered. <laughs> yeah, um, it's in Dallas, which makes me think Dallas are going to win. But that, that's literally the only deciding factor in this two between these two teams for me they're they're both not great yeah two underwhelming offences really aren't they and yeah yeah I, yeah I'll go the Cowboys but I don't feel strongly about either team here <laughs> Titans are three and four um, two games back on the Texans and the Cowboys are three and four two games back on the Redskins I guess the Cowboys still aren't out of it are they they no. could Especially, well, they've got Amari Cooper, I guess that's the interesting thing about this game, isn't it? Seeing what he does. Yeah. But if, if he can get going and you get Elliot back to sort of being the back he was, if that opens things up a bit there, then all of a sudden they're a little bit, at least they're a little bit intriguing, the Cowboys. But Yeah, if yeah. Cooper just takes some of the pressure off of Zeke, not having to face like 11-man boxes every time he gets the ball. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they, they've got the potential to be all right, I suppose. And yeah, this game's... Yeah, I forgot about Cooper. So maybe this game's a little bit more interesting than I was first thinking. But what's yeah, more good for the Titans, the team that doesn't score many points, is the the Cowboys are second in points allowed this season. Yeah, it's yeah, they their, their defense is points a game, which is impressive from a defense that's not got many stars on it. I suppose. Yeah, the defense has been surprisingly good for the Cowboys this year. Hmm. That Van, so, der, Van der Esch, the first round rookie, is really good. Yeah, they. Yeah, they've been playing well. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The more we're talking about, the more I'm leaning towards the Cowboys winning this one more comfortably. But yeah, the Titans have the potential to beat anyone, don't they? That sort of team that such just an the odd, odd week. Team. Yeah, th- th- there's nothing you can look at and go, "Oh, they do that really, really well." But yeah, they, they could they could obviously win this. But yeah, I'm going there. I'm going the Cowboys. Yeah, I think Dak, Dak and Zeke kind of take it for me over Mariota and Lewis, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think sort of when it, yeah when it comes down to that, that's sort of yeah you can put it down to that. It's uh hmm. yeah you're going Cowboys on that front. Yes, there we go. Then that's our podcast done. That's our, I think that's our longest podcast we've ever done. Uh, maybe oh. just over an hour and fifteen minutes. So uh, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us if you've listened yeah. all the way to the end. Yeah, it's a long one. It, <laughs> it didn't feel too long, but yeah, yeah. once you once you get talking about these games, you quickly uh, pile up a bit of time, don't you? Yeah, they're always fun to talk about any any games. Actually, I love talking about just NFL football in general. Um, we will be back next week, of course, with our takeaways and our previews. A week, uh, whatever week we'll be on next week. I'm getting so confused with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but if you share all of our posts, you can be in with a chance to win a jersey of your choosing. Um, we've had so many people share, and we don't. Yeah, there's uh, yeah lots of entries so far, but yeah, give yourself a better chance of winning by sharing each one of these uh, episodes each time they come out. Definitely, we've both got so. a bit more time this week as well, so we might have two shows again next week doing some uh, some extra bits and bobs for you. We've got a few ideas knocking around, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, some uh, good ones. We might you might have to get some of you involved in some of that, or 
at least on sort of Facebook and Twitter, we're about to hopefully be able to get be getting you involved in some of the stuff for next week. So, oh yeah, exciting stuff coming. Keep an eye on our social medias, which are Dave. Um, so on Facebook we're first and ten, and then uh, on Twitter we're at first and ten underscore. Yeah, get involved, follow us, share us, retweet us, like us, do all that sort of stuff, and hint vote in our polls. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Ross Bell nineteen eighty four. Uh, you can find Dave on Twitter at uh, I'm at DJG twenty three. And like you say, give us a rate and review on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Uh, share the podcast wherever you listen to it. If you listen to it on our, on our hosting site, Podomatic, then let us know if you're actually using that. If you use the app for them, let us know where you listen so we can kind of get a rough idea of what we should be plugging more and where we should be uh, kind of angling the show towards people <clears throat> yeah because i always think of itunes but yeah many people don't uh don't listen through that don't they no i've got an iphone and i use a completely separate <coughs> app than the actual podcast app because the podcast app is pretty terrible in all this yeah <laughs> yeah it's not the best in the world no so basically the takeaway from this show is get in touch with us talk to us on social media in whichever way you can if you're a facebook person then use that if you're a twitter person then use that until next week dave it's goodbye from me goodbye from you yeah yeah bye yeah <laughs> i will say bye <laughs> and we'll see you at least once or twice this week bye bye